When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, we got too many forks. I'm Mike, that's Tommy. How's it going? That's Kevin. What's up guys? And we've reached episode 25. Very special episode. Yeah, clap it up, clap it up. We'll wait for you to finish clapping. Okay, so we got a very special episode today. Tommy, what are we doing? Uh, In honor of episode number 25, we've got 25 iconic lines from the Mighty Ducks trilogy. Yes, and no order here, because, I don't know, we didn't really have time to rank them or anything. So, we're just going to fire them off. They're kind of random. They're kind of, uh, you know, just scattershot. But we'll get it done. First one, late addition to our our list, is Goldberg in D2. Walks up to the, the intercom or whatever. Sure, Uncle Aaron will be very upset to hear we've been treated with such disrespect. Tommy, you fought for this one. How do you feel? Why did you want it in here? I love this one. Uh, to me, this is Goldberg. He's the uh, he's like a little bit of a I don't want to say a prankster, but he likes to have fun. He's a Weisenheimer. Yeah, and especially when he's playing good, he's like, hey, you know, I'm good. I can have fun. I think a lot of that is in D two, like when he like is talking shit to the Italian guy, saying, hey, what's the matter? Meatballs sewing you down? That's a quote that did not make it. By the did way, did not make it. Honorable mention. Yeah. But I'm a, I'm a big fan. And I, and I think just the, you know, Aaron, Aaron Spelling? No, Hank Aaron. Of course Aaron Spelling. That's like the great follow-up line. It's fantastic. Yeah, the follow-up, I think the follow-up is, see, we just went with one-liners here. So I think the follow-up really would have elevated this higher, even though we didn't rank any of them. But <laughs> still, it would have elevated it into like immortal levels. It's a great scene, too. Yeah. In, in just the Mighty Duck. You know, they're hijinks, you know, when they're bored and running around the city, you know. It's a great scene. All right. Coming of age tale. Yes. yes. Really, in that one line. Yeah. Staying in D2. Rewinding a bit. We're at training camp. Everybody's tied up. Somebody farts. Everybody goes for Goldberg. Okay. And <laughs> we got a little miscommunication here. But everybody thinks it's Goldberg. Portman comes out. No, it was me. Kevin, I think you fought for this one. I, I mean, I I love it because, I mean, who doesn't love farts, first of all? I mean, <laughs> farts will always be funny. And that's like my favorite thing about being a human being, knowing that how, however old I get, farts will always be funny. So uh, it, it fits in this movie, and especially it fits with Portman and Goldberg. So I think it's a good a good little dynamic I think it shows that Portman's not afraid to fart in front of his teammates, it's in front of his friends. That's a true. Oh yeah, that's, that's a, a true leader right there. Yeah, right off the bat, he's he's blowing his farts. Yeah. And yeah, he's not holding back. He knows that hey, you know we're gonna be close, so I'm just gonna let it out there. Yeah, yeah. that's a smart move. Just break the barrier now, then it's not awkward anymore. Yeah. That's why you got to fart in every first date. <laughs> oh, okay. Good to know. All right, for all you kids out there, <laughs> just so you know. 
some some uh, Casanova advice. From, <laughs> yeah. Now. From Tommy here. Yeah. Uh, send all complaints to Tommy Mogelson. You can <laughs> contact us at thequackattack.com, but uh, all complaints to him. Uh, third, what is this? I think it's, D, it's D3, I believe. We either play or we play around. Goldberg talking to Coach O'Ryan about really how they suck. And, you know, again, I think it's classic Goldberg. You know, even in the face of authority, He's just stepping up and being him, you know. So, and the contrast between like Goldberg and Coach Orion too, is because Coach Orion is about as straight and focused and serious as it gets, and then Goldberg like throws this joke out there, and it just completely falls flat, at least for Orion. So it's it kind of like sets the tone for him and Orion. But he was Goldberg, he was trying to be Aaron Spelling's nephew. Yeah, Goldberg yeah. being Goldberg, you know. And maybe that's one of the reasons that he's uh, second string behind the cat. Oh. Because of that line. Also, he sucked. <laughs> that too, but I think it's more because <laughs> of the line. We've gone over how much Goldberg sucked before in the past. I believe that's episode 23. Yeah, or 22. One of the two. We'll put it in the show notes, as usual. All right. Quote number four. Probably the most iconic quote ever to come out of the Mighty Ducks. Two words. Cake eater. Cake eater. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah, it's great. I think it. I mean, it really changed the generation. Did did that phrase like even exist before the movie? I don't know. I'd never heard it before the movie, but then again, I was like, I don't know, four four when the movie came out. <laughs> exactly. So. Yeah. So like, was that like? Did people actually call other people that? I mean, I'm not sure. I listeners, think it's a, I mean, if you can help us out, I yeah. do think we need to bring it back. So let's go ahead and start a uh, crusade to bring that back. Call your friends cake eaters. Call random people cake eaters. That's a good idea. Like, at least once a day, just drop a cake eater on someone. We can make shirts. Say it to your boss. Say it to your, your, uh, your teacher, your professor. Yeah. Someone in authority. Some more sage advice from Tommy. <laughs> Tommy. Tommy. Yeah. I mean, to answer your question, Kevin, I think, I think it's a Minnesota thing. Maybe. Yeah. You know, the, the city kids calling the suburb kids cake eaters. I'm not sure, though. But is, is it because like the poor kids like they they don't have cake they've never had cake and the rich I think the rich kids it. are just soft I think that's the type of deal you and know cake eater they're out eating cake and while we're well you can't be a gangster while we're grinding eat cake? no I don't think so you ever seen a gangster eat cake never what are they eating jerky pie I feel like pie is a gangster move I don't know it's that's also soft yeah all right fine. I don't know. We're going to have to find what, what some What would their gangster? dessert of choice be? Yodels? What? Yodel. You've never heard of a yodel? It's like a Twinkie, except it's chocolate. That's weird. All right, whatever. <laughs> All right. Put it in the show notes. <laughs> a yodel? Okay. I'll put a yodel in the show notes. All right. Quote number five. Gordon Bombay makes his first appearance on the list. Yes, sir, Mr. Ducksworth. Thank you very much, Mr. Ducksworth. Quack, 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 Mr. Ducksworth. Drop the mic. Yeah, exactly. This is really Gordon coming out and just showing his individuality. He was falling. He was going with the flow. He was doing everything, and then he just steps up and drops the mic on on Mr. Ducksworth and says, what up? Ultimate power move. I mean. He's essentially mocking him yeah. in his own office with the, the whole quack thing because you think Ducksworth has definitely been quacked out before. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, and this is, I mean, this is a two-part because he does it at the beginning when he wins the case, and he's thinking – you know, Ducksworth is going to congratulate him. He, like, kind of mocks it and does it. 
And then he comes in. And we're, I'm, I personally was talking about the second part when he does go in and drop the mic there. But, yeah, two quotes for the price of one there. All right, number six. I mean, should we all just do this together? Quack, 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 because for the reason you mentioned, because you can do it anywhere and somebody's going to join in. So With a smile on their face, always. Yeah. It brightens up the room. It does. It does. Go out and do it do right it, now. Do it at work tomorrow. Yeah, we'll wait. Just start quacking. You're going to get a raise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All more, right. More career advice from Tommy. Yeah. Tommy's just dropping the knowledge tonight. I like it. Or today. Or this afternoon, depending on when you're listening. Who knows? Or this morning. This morning. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That is true. On your work commute, because you've downloaded it from iTunes. That's right. And giving us five stars. <laughs> Keep those five stars rolling in. Still still perfect with the five-star ratings. All right. Number seven. Seventh quote on our... Well, this isn't ranked again, but, you know, it's just on our list. Coach Riley. I think this is a great moment. This is Coach Riley's really shining moment here. He... I guess Gordon confronts him, and just Riley goes ham on him. Can I read this one? Sure. I love this one. All right. Why'd you turn against me, Gordon? For six years, I taught you how to skate. I taught you how to score. I taught you how to go for the W. You could have been one of the greats. Now look at yourself. You're not even a has-been. You're never was. Wow. Some interesting choices you used there. You he know. like popped his collar when he said it too. Yeah, yeah. He get, he Coach went Riley, a little yeah. harder at the end. You could have been one of the greats. He goes like full on douchebag. Yeah, that, in that moment. But, I'm surprised uh, Bombay doesn't deck him. Yeah. Really. Yeah, you're not even a has been. You're never was great. Just burn there. Just sick '90s burn right there. <laughs> so, Jack Riley coming strong. And then back to back Jack Riley quotes. Talking to the Hawks, the chant that he's used since Gordon was there. Because it's not worth winning if you can't win big. The most inspirational quote of the entire movie. I mean, if you're young and out there, that's what you should take away from the Mighty Ducks. (laughs) Exactly. Stop watching after the District 9 uh, Hawks game, really. (laughs) Yeah. You've you've learned everything you need to know. Yeah, that first District 5 Hawks game. Just What did I say, District 9? Yeah. Uh It's a very American thing. Just dominate. At all times. Yeah. I mean, like, I personally would take a win, but when you win big, it's obviously has a bigger effect on you. It's, I mean, I don't know if it's not worth winning if you can't win big. Like, I'd take a close win over a loss, but I see his point here. I think it's a great point. Speaking of winning big, shout out to the Ducks of Oregon. They won big. That wasn't worth winning unless they won it big. At least that's the way they approached it. Plus, they're the Ducks, so obviously they... They've watched this movie before. Well, I think the college football playoff committee, since they, they're putting in the style points, so I think they actually uh, are taking most of their cues, if not all, from the Mighty Ducks trilogy. From Riley. It's, yeah, especially the, it's not worth winning if you can't win big. And so that's probably, you know, on like their uh, like on, on their notebooks or something. In their weight room. Yeah. 
they like they probably slap it every day. I like, I like that. It. Marcus Mariota, you want to be on the pod? You know where to find us. Shout out quackattack.com. Contact us or on Twitter at quackattackpod. Yeah, if you could throw us a retweet, Marcus. I don't know even know if you're on Twitter, but if you could throw us a retweet, we would appreciate that. All right, back to the list. We go back to douchebag Gordon Bombay in the beginning. Charlie comes in. He's spazway. He gets the breakaway, and then Bombay just drops some knowledge on him. Tommy, you want this, or should I take it? I want you to take it. All right. Keep swinging. All right. Sorry. Had a little laugh there. Keep swinging. Maybe you'll give him a cold. Just, you know, just another sick 90 was burned by Gordon Bombay there. And really shows the heart, really shows the heart of douchebag Gordon Bombay, you know. Like he did everything but put an L up to his forehead. Yeah. <laughs> and he's insulting that also a 10-year-old kid. A 10-year-old kid, yeah. So great work out of douchebag Gordon there. And then... I think this is Tommy's. This might be Tommy's favorite quote ever. Fulton Reed. Was it Fulton? Fulton is expressing his uh, smarts or lack thereof. (laughs) Yeah. Michelle McKay is giving her lecture on the Olympics, I believe. That's true. And Fulton comes out and he asks a question. What does he ask, Tommy? Did USA always dominate? He did raise his hand when he said it, so he's got manners, but. Bless his heart, he's not that bright. He's not. He's really. He's never been that bright. I mean, I don't think it's a big shooting secret. into the street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, never thought to shoot into the alley. Yeah, Fulton, Portman kind of tries to defend him, but Portman says it's a good question. Yeah, exactly. Well, Portman's a dumbass too. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, Portman I'm... was thinking it too. He Fulton just raised his hand, so Portman wasn't called on. Yeah, Fulton just trying to be a good student, but again, just shows really who Fulton is. You know. He's trying to be this good person, but he just doesn't have the knowledge because he's been living on the streets for his entire life, pretty much. He's also fiercely patriotic, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Next quote. Go back to the first meeting between Gordon Bombay and District 5. Kevin? All right, wait. All right. Set that up again. I, I was, I was uh, paying attention. Okay. First first meeting between Gordon Bombay and District 5. Gordon steps out of the car. Jesse Hall steps up to him. What does he say? says, get out of here before we use your eyeballs for hockey pucks. Yeah. Strong play by Jesse Hall just to throw that in, at an adult. And Yeah, he doesn't even know. He doesn't even know who this dude is. And he just... They think he's a drug dealer. Yeah, exactly. Like they think he's got a gun in his coat, and Jesse just steps up and does it. You know. Yeah, he's he's flexing at him. He, Jesse's ballsy, man. That kid's got that kid's got flex. And unfortunately, it uh, it leads it uh, lands him in the slammer we talked about in episode twenty four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, sad story, sad ending for Jesse Hall. But back to the list again. In the top tier. Of the most iconic quotes of all time. Yell this at a bar and you'll probably get someone to smile. Just simple. Goldberg. Just classic. Again, back to being back to farts being funny for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. And you know, um you know, if let's pretend that this wasn't a documentary, if that was actually an actor who played Goldberg, you know he gets that all the time now. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the real Goldberg gets it all the time still, too. Yeah. So. At the, uh, they probably changed the name of their uh, delicatessen to uh, Goldbergs. 
And if you scream Goldberg, you get like a nickel off or something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. Kevin's at, Kevin is struggling over here. But, all right. And then we go to Wolf, the dentist, Stanson. He goes in, D2, obviously. It's the only one Wolf's in. Comes into the Team USA press conference. And he tells the ducks they're going down and whatnot. And then he he drops this, which I think is a great line. And it is. What happened to freedom of speech? Isn't this America? Just classic. Throwing it throwing the rules back on the Americans. Yeah, you can't really say anything to that. I guess you're like, well, technically you're right. However, he's not a US citizen, so uh constitution doesn't really apply to him, does it? That's not how that works, really. I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't know. There's something in there about cruel and unusual punishment. I'm pretty sure uh, U.S. has done that to some people before. Oh, getting Damn. political here. We're getting dark. Yeah, we're getting political. We got to move on. We do not speak about politics on this show unless it's for Gordon Bombay. And, and at Eden Hall. Yeah. A lot so, of politics at Eden Hall. Yeah. yeah, that is true. Gordon Bombay and Eden Hall, those are our only, those are our two political parties. All right. Next quote. Gordon's at the party. He's talking to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and he's selling his shoe. And he goes, what it is, it's a loafer, and we'll call it the Air Bombay loafer. For kids who want to coach. One of the best worst ideas ever. <laughs> Do you think Kareem is just, like, humoring him like when he's nodding? Oh, okay. And he, like, just wants to get the hell out of there now? I think Kareem, like, has no idea what's going on most of the time in his life. Like, he's just, like, always there. You know, I, I think he's just kind of aloof. So he's probably like, yeah, all right. Yeah, we could make this work. And then he would, hell, he might even invest in it. Who knows? I don't, I think Kareem's smarter than that. Really? I mean, I've taught, I've, I'm for the Air Bombay loafer. We've talked about that in our grab bag. Uh, Shout but, out Kareem. Yeah. I think Kareem is just humoring him, you know, because Kareem seems like a pretty smart guy. And he's like, you think there's enough kids that want to coach? It's like, yeah, Gordon. But how, how many people that were there do you think Bombay pitched that to? Was it like every person he talked to? <laughs> well, I think he got... <laughs> he just goes around pitching this loafer Goes out to Michelle Kwan. <laughs> Chrissy Yamaguchi. But... Oh, I thought it was Michelle Kwan. Okay, whatever. What's, what's the difference? <laughs> oh, that was a little racist. That, well, that wasn't racist. It was female skaters. Okay. All right. All right. We're going to have to review that. We're going to review the tape and see if Kevin gets fined. But. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's, just, I go. Wasn't being Let's just go. Let's just go on. Let's just go on. All right. Next quote. Oh, first, Russ Tyler appearance on the list. And, you know, Goldberg's sucking. He let in a goal. And Russ steps up. And Tommy, what does Russ say? Hey, Goldberg, but if that puck was a cheeseburger, you'd stop it. Ha, ha, ha. Yes. Great and, one. Yeah, that's a great one. Gordon Bombay even turns around in the middle of the game to look at him. So just another another burn that, you know, has really become iconic. And in the simple mid- fact that he became, like, their teammate after just, like, ribbing him that Do you think Goldberg time. wanted to, like, beat his ass yeah. when he came to the <laughs> locker room? slash him, like, just fucking stick him right to the fucking face. But you Portman would. Portman probably intimidated him. Oh, yeah. He said, you need to, you know, check your shit. Go apologize to Goldie. Yeah, I mean, I think they hashed some of that out at the street hockey game. That's yeah. true. That's a good point. 
They yeah. realize that they, uh, they're all Americans. And they need this r- kid off the street to help them complete their run in the Goodwill Games. Yes. One of the greatest sports stories of all time. But that's for another episode. We go back to that press conference. And we go back to Wolf the Dentist Dance. And he comes in. Team USA is going down. That's where you're going. Not very clever. Not very creative, but strong still. And solid accent work by you. <laughs> I didn't know what to do there, so you know. I kind of like half put in an accent, half did not. But That is some pretty weak shit, though, from, from the dentist there. I mean, I understand the language barrier, I guess. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess if you wanted to talk shit, that, that is kind of weak. But I do think every journalist there is probably like, oh, this is awesome. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So well, I think Wolf's just playing the, he playing the media. He knows how to play that angle. Yeah. I think he wanted to make sure, you know, he didn't swear or do anything, like, too egregious. But he got his point across. I like the quote. All right. Then we go to the end of D2. And, again, another top-tier quote here. Probably top two or three in my mind. Gunnar Stahl. And Wolf the Dentist stands and have a meeting after Gunnar Stahl goes high glove, as Gordon Bombay predicted. Julie the Cat stops it. Gunnar Stahl goes to the bench. Wolf says, you lost it for me. And Gunnar responds, you lost it for yourself. Let's go shake their hands. Just great. Just one of the most epic lines in the history of the movie. In Gunnar's only lines. Well, he had one more. What was we- it? We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah, it's on the list. Oh, that's true. Yeah. It is on the list. But yeah. It's just... where Gunner becomes a round character. He like comes full circle and, you know, he learns a, a, a valuable lesson in, in sportsmanship. Exactly. Just iconic, really. I use you lost it for yourself all the time. So it's really stood the test of time in my mind. All right. And then, before that, we go into the second intermission. Gordon's in the locker room, and he this is really his Oscar speech in D2. He has a nice one in D1, but it's not really that iconic. D2, he steps in. He's talking about the guy who busted his knee in the minors, and he says, my knee will heal, but if I become someone I'm not, if I sink to their level, then I've lost more than my knee. That's deep thoughts. Gordon Gordon really I'm I feel like Gordon did a great just great speech there. I really felt It was it. truly inspiring. I mean he I think uh, without that speech they don't win that game. Yeah. Plus the whole time he like can't figure out who the fuck he is, and then he finally figures out who he wants to be, you know, for these kids. He wants to be that kind of person for them and not like the Air Bombay loafer full of himself dude but he's you know he, i guess that's kind of ma- makes him a round character as well they're all round characters especially goldberg oh <laughs> that's a low blow <laughs> low blow all right that wasn't called for speaking of gunner stall his last his final line before he becomes the goalie in d3 <laughs> <laughs> but that's not the same person <laughs> even though it is a lot of confusion there but Back to D2. Goes to Charlie. 
who did not even play in the game, but that's okay. And he says, good work, Captain Duck. Just another round moment for Gunnar Stahl. Very aware of Gunnar Stahl to realize like that Charlie had any effect on that game whatsoever. <laughs> well, remember, Charlie did <laughs> draw up that play, and Averman's like, <laughs> well, this like, isn't how, the NBA. How the hell would Gunnar know that? Yeah, that is a great point. <laughs> well, I think he's got a great mind for it, and he's probably watching their bench. I think he's got a great mind. And obviously, they didn't win... They they obviously scout the ducks very well, and they were like, okay, Conway, he's not playing anymore. He's you know just kind of, you know, student coaching basically. And so Gunnish probably like, huh, that's weird, that's weird. And uh, and Stanson, he probably doesn't scout Russ well enough, obviously, because he gets that knuckle puck. Well, he, scores. he he knows he. I mean, Stanson, this is kind of a tangent, but Stanson is always saying, go after the shooter, get the shooter, mm-hmm. and then they have to pull the the switcheroo with Goldberg to really get him open. So. I don't know if that was. I believe that was Gordon who made that little switcheroo there. But. Right, but I don't think Sanson knew that Russ had the knuckle puck, and I mean they couldn't have scouted him, could they? It was, I mean, how many games did he have beforehand? He had enough. You yeah. think he didn't? You yeah. think he was knuckle puck in the entire uh, tournament? Well, he's he he got him to the finals on a knuckle puck, right? Is there's a USA Today like cover? Russ Tyler gives him the knuckle puck, puts him in the finals. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. He would have known all about him. Yeah. So, your point is invalid. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. All right. And we move on to D3. Gordon's at the funeral for Hans. Puts the jersey down. Another touching moment from Gordon Bombay. Every time you touch the ice, remember that it was Hans who taught us to fly. Just deep. A lot of sniffles. Yeah. A, lot A lot of, of sniffling. sniffling in the, in yeah. the theater if you're, if you're watching. At home, somebody's gonna be sniffling. Someone ducked uh, out to go take a phone call, yeah. or someone has some allergies. Yeah. yeah, some dust in their eye. That someone is usually me. Mm-hmm. But we know though that Hans isn't really dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is true. Chilling, chilling, bigging Pac. But he was probably touched by the gesture. Yeah. Yeah. When he he, yeah, out. he's probably at his own funeral. That's he true. Yeah, in disguise. Time to rewatch. <laughs> yeah. Check out the background. <laughs> All right. We go over to Gordon again. Gordon's very prevalent, obviously. And a little before this, he talks to Charlie. And they're at Eden Hall. And they look at Gordon's picture. And Gordon is talking about what he told Charlie, what he told Orion about Charlie. And he says, I told him you were the heart of the team and that you would learn something from each other. I told him that you were the real Minnesota miracle man. You did? <laughs> Charlie, crying. Waterworks for Charlie. Yeah, that was a good Charlie impression. Yeah, just deep, just deep. More sniffles there, especially from Charlie. I think that kind of just shows Bombay is, uh, he learned from D2. He, he didn't go back to his Air Bombay ways. He stayed. Yeah. All right. Getting to the end of the list here. But we go stay in D3. Coach Orion, his only appearance on the list, calls everyone in for a talk after the practice. And he's kind of stern with them. You guys are not skating like warriors. You look like something else than the big reveal. You look like ducks. Really a turning point in the entire relationship and in the entire movie, really, for Orion and the ducks. Agree? 
Well, and it also continues the theme that that they love to switch jerseys all the time <laughs> throughout the series. So, so it kind of continues on that motif. But uh, but yeah, it's a it's a big moment for them because they've kind of lost their way, and he kind of steers them back, you know, to where they need to be. Yeah, and then your Kevin's favorite quote is next. I'm gonna let you take it, Kevin. All right, this is this is the best because. Uh, in the movie, it's it really doesn't have any context either. But if you just drop it in everyday conversation with zero context, people give you the weirdest looks, and they have no idea what you're talking about because it is kind of an obscure line in probably the most obscure of the three movies. Um, but it's where Dwayne, poor Dwayne, is trying to follow uh, the uh, I don't know what you would call it the assembly uh, the assembly speech of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget his name, the Dean. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's using lots of big words that poor Dwayne can't, can't quite follow. And like assembly. To, yes. And, uh, <laughs> and, he, and he turns, so he turns to Russ, who's a, who's a smart ass by nature. And he, he, he says, what did he just say? And, and Russ tells him, he says something about a shrinking sphincter. And, and Dwayne takes that at face value and is like, Oh, okay. But even though he has no idea what he's talking about. So, it's a good one to drop, you know, whenever somebody asks you what somebody said, you know, just say something about a shrinking sphincter. Yeah. Now you use this often, correct? I use it very often. How many people get it? Uh, next to none. <laughs> I'd say maybe two other people. Yes. Tommy and Mike. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad. That's yeah. sad, but it's, it's also good at the same time. It's and like a hidden gem. Exactly. That you just keep bringing up all the time. Like if I were to ever like say that to a girl and she got the reference, I'd probably just like marry her on the spot. Wow. Knowing Kevin, that's a big step. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Ladies, you know what to do. Shout out. Shout out. Contact us. Contact Kevin, really. All right. Staying in D3. Little run of D3 here. We go to the varsity dinner. JV Varsity Dinner, and poor Dwayne, he's over there, and he's he's never been to this like nice steak joint before. I want to do it. Okay. I love this one. Go for he it. He really does. I, I say this... Uh, Ta- yeah, Tommy says this pretty often. I, says this, I say this pretty often. All right. This is uh, Dwayne. He holds up a utensil. Uh, Waiter, I have too many forks. I only need one. Y'all, it's just... Hey, what's this little bitty one for? <laughs> And, and that's a great one because you can just pull that out in any conversation or some if someone is being uh, too overly complicated about something, you just, you just whip that one out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another hidden gem, you know, that not many people will get. But if they do, it'll be the greatest moment of their lives. It just really shows Dwayne, you know. I think the last two quotes were the epitome of Dwayne. He's just a simple Kind man. of the, the aw shucks. The simple men that love simple things like chicken fingers. And uh, it would be more fun for him if you ran. <laughs> Honorable mention. Yes. All right, last one. Another one from D3, which really surprised me. D3 had some quotes in here that, I mean, obviously D3, everyone agrees, is kind of the, the lowest ranking. I mean, still high ranking because it's the Ducks, but it's lowest ranking of the movies. But they had some good quotes. And this is after the Ducks get their scholarships back 
And Russ Tyler, he's talking to the varsity. And he says, after we beat you, the Warriors die and the Ducks fly. Just really sets the stage. And some nice trash talk from Russ there. And as Kevin brought up, Russ kind of decides for the entire school <laughs> the change in the mascot right there, which it's is true. impressive. That's some pretty solid street cred if he could just say that and it's like, okay, all right. <laughs> Everybody accepts it at face value. So shout out to Russ. Yeah. So there you have it. 25 of the greatest quotes from Mighty Ducks in the world. Drop them among your friends. You know, And if you think word. of uh, more honorable mentions, let us know. Yeah. You know where to find us. Quackatech.com. You can contact us there. Or on Twitter, at Quackatechpod. Picked up some followers, you know. So that's always good. Or iTunes. Give us five stars. Drop your favorite quotes in the review. As long as it's five stars, we'll be all right. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack. <laughs>